This is a personal and private recording by a member of the U.S. Air Force. Codename, Project Blue Book. Case file, 11,004. Designated, Stonefall. 1st of January. The kids went missing on December 28th. They were a brother and sister, 12 years old, twins. They were walking in the woods by the Connecticut River near their small agricultural town of Stonefall. They were last seen by a woman who was out walking her dog. It was nine o'clock at night. The children, Johnny and Martha Lewis, were sent out of the house by their parents who had been arguing. The children had disobeyed their parents' frustrated and hurried instructions and gone a little further than they should. On December 29th, the local sheriff department drafted in help from New Haven to search the area and begun attempts to dredge the river. So far, they've still not found anything. On December 31st, after the police had conducted routine interviews with pretty much every single person in that town, they realized there was a worrying and unexplained consistency between their stories. A lot of them saw lights in the sky that night. And so today, I was called in by my boss and assigned to investigate the possibility that these lights may be connected to unidentified flying objects and to liaise with the local sheriff's department to determine whether or not there's any connection between the lights and the disappearance. I'm traveling down to the town first thing tomorrow, and I've spent tonight in the office going through the files, which are not allowed to leave under any circumstances. The witness statements collected by the sheriff's department are interesting. They're about as reliable as any witness statement I've ever read, full of revisions and remembrances, often mid-sentence, that contradict everything they've said before. I've done a little research on the town, and while there's not much to be found, one article begins. The people of Stonefall work hard, get home, and drink harder. The possibility of a mass hallucination can't be ruled out. But the consistencies between the witness statements is strange. They describe the lights in various different ways. One calls them uh, a strip of small, spaced-out white lights. Another says there was one bright, searching spotlight. One of them says, I don't know, they were just damn bright. There are about 200 people in that town, and about 80% of them mention the lights in some way. Some people mention a full moon. There wasn't a full moon that night. The files also contain a map of the town. The thing that struck me as most interesting was that there's a town hall. Stonefall doesn't have any representatives in government, it's attached to New Haven nearby. But the locals don't really strike me as the kind of people who meet up and play bridge together. In fact, even describing it as a town rather than a village feels ambitious. There is a bar though, and apparently that's regularly busy. More so than the chapel, I'm led to understand. There's an interview with the parents. Their accounts are almost identical, as you'd imagine, and with enough inconsistencies to make me believe that they aren't involved in the disappearance. But maybe it's too early to jump to conclusions. The statement from the mother, Grace, reflects on whether the children would have run away. She claims they knew not to go near the river at night, and only to play there when supervised. 
For them to have broken those rules, or to have left without saying anything, or to have trusted a stranger are all impossible concepts to her. She does say, though, that these kids trusted each other more than anything. They offered support to one another when they needed it, and there was a lack of rivalry between them, which Grace describes as unlikely, but a godsend. She doesn't say what her and her husband were arguing about. Peter, her dearly beloved, is a very private man. He outright refuses to talk about the nature of the argument between him and Grace, claiming that their neighbours would attest to their good character and generally healthy relationship. He says they're good parents, that they love their children, that they love God, and that some kind of evil, which is capitalised, is responsible. He says it's entered our lives and torn out our heart. The fact that the officer writing this up as capitalised evil may speak more of their character than Peter's, but it's an interesting quirk. It means that either he's religious, or the local officers are more devout than the population. I can't help but wonder whether that's going to impact their investigation, even just a little. Johnny and Martha are described rarely throughout the statements. We know that they're good kids, close and trustworthy, especially to each other. But there's no neighbor saying how Johnny was a bastard and pissed all over a front lawn, or how Martha is really close friends with the Walkers at 32. The family seem kind of isolated. It's too early to make any judgments, although that's pretty much what I've been doing all night. But I'm interested to meet these people. They might not react too kindly to a stranger walking into their cute little town and shaking things up a bit, but personally, I can't wait. But I guess I've kind of avoided talking about the extraterrestrial aspect of this case. There may not be one. The US Air Force isn't encouraging me to go out and find proof. In fact, quite the opposite. But since I joined Blue Book, I've been a little more curious than the people I work with. There's always something that doesn't add up and that they're happy to dismiss, or the file gets swept away before anyone has a chance to look at it, like it's been taken by a higher power to be filed away, or burned. In 1952, when Project Blue Book was set up, there were also rumours of another group of people working on identifying unidentified flying objects which, as one of my bosses once said, were starting to plague our skies. This other group, working as part of, and maybe even above, the FBI, have been in the whispers of corridors here for years. No one really has any proof that they exist, and if they did, what that would mean for us as the Air Force. I'd always hoped they'd track me down and snap me up, if I'm honest. Project Blue Book may be intent on discounting the possible extraterrestrial nature of these sightings, but I'm keeping an open mind. I'd quite like the answers to be unexpected. Although I don't have a clue how I'd deal with it if they were. But, at the minute, it's about these kids. Johnny and Martha, their parents, and the town of Stonefall. So let's get going. Stonefall was created and written by James Mortimer, read by Rebecca Maluish. 
Music by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons.